Welcome to the Football Outsiders Coach Ranking Show. This is the first show of 2023, and it is also the last Coach Ranking Show of the 2022 season. Just going through the regular season here, since we have all coaches in action every weekend. This week on this final show, we're going to discuss some of the hot topics ahead of the regular season finale this weekend. For this opening, I've already seen our annual Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL rumors, similarly uh, that we have to John Calipari. Me as a UK fan every year, it's John Calipari to the NBA. Um, here, there are some Stanford connections with that new ownership group. They may be looking for a proven winner after hiring three straight first-time head coaches. But Harbaugh also played for the Colts, and he would be a huge upgrade over Jeff Saturday, who I imagine they're looking to to improve on. Who makes the most sense here to you right now as things stand with only a few coaches out? I don't think Harbaugh and Denver is necessarily a good fit. Um, he's a bit of a loose cannon, and uh, he his tenure in San Francisco came to an end because there were, you know, personal personal disagreements with uh, other members of the uh, organization. And I think what Denver needs really, really needs right now is a, a, a stable presence. They don't, they don't need another soap opera. They, they need a, a, a stability going on here. Um, and what strikes me is he, they have to find a way to make Russell Wilson work. They have no options. They have no other plan B. They can't realistically blow it up and, 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 and cut him and, and start sick, you know, start 22 undrafted free agents next year, basically what it would take. Um, so I'm looking at potential candidates, and I look at guys who've worked with Wilson before and know what they would be getting into. Um, Daryl Bevel's an assistant in Miami right now. Brian Schottenheimer's an assistant in Dallas. Those are guys who have won with Russell Wilson before, and they, they know, like I say, they know what they'd be getting into if they worked with them. Uh, I've started to see recently, just the past couple of days, Shane Waldron is the current Seahawks offensive coordinator. Um, and he's, you know, the Seahawks have been one of the most surprising teams this year, and he's had a lot of success with Geno Smith. Yep. And he did work with Russell Wilson for a year in Seattle. So he's got some experience there. And the other name that actually stands out to me, if you want a, a proven winner with NFL head coaching experience near the Denver Broncos, the first name I would call would be Frank Reich, uh, yeah. former Colts coach who had a lot of good years in Indianapolis, worked with a head case in Carson Wentz. Um, mm -hmm. So, so he, he's probably he would probably be number one on my list on the Denver Broncos. Yeah, perhaps a, a change of scenery would be good for Frank Reich. Uh, they're moving from from Indianapolis. Obviously, he's gone now. If this were a year ago. You mentioned someone with some stability. Someone's been there. Doug Peterson would be a good option. Obviously, he's in Jacksonville. Can't imagine he would leave there right now. Um, nope. Maybe that's someone they they try and get. But he, if they were just a year earlier, maybe he would take that one. If Russell Wilson had been there after these struggles in that defense, but he's doing a great job down there in Jacksonville. So can't expect him to leave. Now we mentioned Frank Reich, Matt rule, Nathaniel Hackett, those three are the three coaches who have been fired already this season, just a week left in the regular season. The Monday after the regular season finale is known as black Monday. When most teams who are going to do move on from their head coaches to get a jump start on the hiring process. How many more do you expect to cut to go this coming black Monday? And who do you think uh, are the most obvious who were, who would you think that people aren't going to be surprised if they get fired uh, Sunday night or Monday? Well, you, you, know, you always start with a team that has the worst record in the league, and right now that's Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans. Um, and I, I'm 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 trying to figure out what the Houston Texans are doing. Um, they, they, they could go any direction; it wouldn't surprise me. That um, they're they'll probably get the first pick still. However, that isn't question because if they beat the Indianapolis Colts, who are also going to have a new head coach, I don't think Jeff Saturday is coming back. Yep. Uh, that, ex that experiment was fun for a while. Now we can actually bring in an actual NFL head football coach, please, NFL football team. Uh, but if they beat the Colts and Nathan Peterman and the Chicago Bears lose to Minnesota, then the Bears get the first overall pick. 
and that has you questioning, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the coaching staff there and uh, whether they're going to be around for another week. Um, when you when you look at that Bears offense and how rotten it has been at everything except Justin Fields running the ball <laughs> and how terrible they were. Imagine what they would be without Justin Fields. It's terrifying. It's <laughs> not terrifying. good at all. Yeah. Um, so those are the three obvious ones. And then and you, they're playing you, Minnesota, who still playing for the two seed. Yeah, you mentioned Minnesota playing for the two seed, going to have their starter. So very likely that the Bears do lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the other name you have to keep an eye on is Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, um, which is, you know, made the playoffs last year, signed the big extension, and nothing has gone well for them since. So, um, and, and, you know, the, with, the, with Kingsbury saying today, that uh, Kyler Murray may not be ready to start the 2023 season, which is rotten news. Um, but uh, a lot of questions to be answered in Arizona as well. What do you think about, I know we talked about him a couple of times. It's been a little while, I think a few weeks, but Steve Wilkes, you think he's got a good shot at retaining his spot there? You think they're going to look elsewhere and, and go for someone else there in Carolina? That's a really good question, actually. Uh, I was cheering for him, as I've said a few times in the show, uh, they didn't make the playoffs. They had some chances, couldn't get it done. Um, I suspect that, I mean, if nothing else, will be a strong candidate, but mm -hmm. a lot of it depends. You know, th th this is a team, they're in flux. They have no quarterback under contract for next year right now. Um, so <laughs> Sam, Darnold's a free, <laughs> yeah, Sam Darnold's a free agent. Baker Mayfield's gone. A a as we're speaking here, Matt, Matt Corral is the starting quarterback for 2023 if they don't uh, make a move. And, you know, because Steve Wilkes did so well, they're not going to have a high draft pick to, to get an obvious pick. So, um, it's kind of a tough spot where they're in. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Carolina, one of those, took over and, and it played some really good football down the stretch after he took over there. Is there a coach you think that's likely to go that may surprise a lot of people? Um, it doesn't seem like really anyone outside that we've talked about, but there, it seems like there's always one that's close or that does get fired. So this is not someone who I think will get fired and definitely not someone I think should get fired, hmm. but I have seen some rumors that uh, Mike McDaniel, and the uh, Miami Dolphins, he might be coaching for his job this week against the New York Jets. And because they were expected to make the playoffs, and if they yep. lose, they will not. Um, Start off really be, <laughs> I, I think that would be a phenomenally stupid thing to do. Yep. But Stephen Ross has a long track record of doing phenomenally stupid things. <laughs> so you can't totally write it off. Um, like I said, I don't think it will happen. I 100% don't think it should happen. Yeah, But it might. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like you said, uh, really start off hot, expected to make the playoffs have really fallen off here lately, but I uh, got a big one this weekend and not every team this weekend does have a meaningful game though in week 18. This is where we normally release our coach of the years in coach of the year in years past. Things have been a little bit different this year. Don't really have the overall rankings like we normally do. We do uh, have and have referenced our CCI rankings, critical call index, which determine which coaches were most and least aggressive on fourth down decisions. Really probably not a lot of surprises here in the bottom five, 28th through 32nd, so down to last place. Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, not too surprising, especially over the last few years. Andy Reid is the big surprise uh, that we talked about earlier in the year, expecting him um, to move up that list like he has been the last few years, been, I think, top five every single year uh, overall. Uh, Kansas City still obviously doing really well. Uh, they're in control of the one seed now with everything that went on uh, this past weekend, not with that uh, – uh, Bill's Bengals game up in flux, obviously. So still good, but fourth down decisions has been very conservative this year. Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas, Dennis Allen, the Saints, and then Brian Dayball, the Giants. They're at last place in aggressiveness. And you talked about this 
earlier this year. It doesn't seem too surprising because of the way Dable has just tried to minimize the mistakes uh, there. So I don't think anything really surprising there. Uh, just a little bit more of the same from Dable. Yeah, we've talked about most of these guys already this year. And uh, like you said, Dable, the, the Giants won so many games by staying out of the way as the opponents beat themselves. That's how they got to the playoffs. And uh, we've talked about Shanahan and his reluctance to go for it, how they're a, a team that runs a lot, but not necessarily a team that runs uh, – they're a finesse-running team, not necessarily a power-running team. Um, and I think we talked about the Raiders and Saints too. Um, you know, the Saints have Taysom Hill, who's like the, a top short yardage weapon. If you have him on the roster, that's what you'd use him for more than anything else, we'd think. And uh, honestly, the one thing about this um, that's most disappointing is that Four of these teams running the ball is what they do best. And the other one has Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> these are teams you'd like to see be aggressive. And uh, instead, they're, instead, they're at the other end of the spectrum. But uh, like I say, it's been that way all year and in some cases for multiple years. Yeah. And I think uh, for reference, Nathaniel Hackett did move his way up a little bit uh, throughout the, the weeks was at 26th. Bill Belichick, 27th. That's not a big surprise. So I uh, had a really rough start to the year. Um Nathaniel Hackett did, but ended up moving up a few spots, at least in the aggressiveness ranking there. Then on the other side, the top five from fifth up through first place, Sean McDermott, Buffalo, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland, Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia, Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona, and Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. Nothing too surprising that's remained pretty constant throughout the year, uh, I believe. So not really surprised uh, by any of those in the top five. Some people may be Kingsbury. We've talked about him throughout the, the year as well, different times about how good, how he can be very good, but also make some really big mistakes. Kingsbury is a guy who loves to go forward on a fourth and medium near midfield. Mm -hmm. uh, he does have a track record of kicking short field goals and short yardage, which frustrates us the most, actually. Um, but that, that, you know, like I say, near midfield, he's very aggressive. Uh, Dan Campbell, who loves fake punts and fake field goals about as much as any coach I can remember seeing. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, the distant second most discussed thing about the Cleveland Browns this year is how they, you know, revamp their analytics department. And uh, they have the numbers, and the numbers say you should go four or fourth down more, you know, for, for most NFL teams. And they saw those numbers and said, we're going to go four or fourth down a lot. And so there you go. But I'm most intrigued by these other two teams here. It's Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills and Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, it's entirely possible. That was my preseason Super Bowl pick mm -hmm. matchup, in fact, and it's still very much on the table. What if we get a Super Bowl between the Bills and the Eagles where nobody punts? Would be amazing. <laughs> that would be fun. A lot of fun. It would be the opposite of what we saw between the Patriots and the Rams a few years ago where they punted yes. on everything. Fourth and short, there were like six of them uh, that were fourth <laughs> and two or less where they just kept yeah. punting. <laughs> it would be the opposite of that game in a, in a variety of ways. Well, it'll be very exciting. And then the matchup, one of those matchups we've all been looking forward to, we've had some of these uh, intra-conference ones or, you know, AFC Championship preview. We had Bills and Chiefs, Bengals, uh, Bills, until the uh, obviously what happened on Monday night. Uh, so we had those matchups on the schedule. We had Philadelphia, Minnesota, but didn't really have many cross-conference games uh, of Super Bowl previews, except maybe Minnesota, or not Minnesota and Dallas are the same. Um, I guess, yeah, that we didn't really have many of those. So, haven't seen them play yet, and will be very exciting. The two of the top teams all year, they're Philadelphia and Buffalo, perhaps even Philadelphia and Kansas City. We'll see what happens uh, with Andy Reid, if he would go back to his aggressive ways in the Super Bowl like we've seen. But that brings up our quick, uh, coach of the year as well, quickly coming to an end. So we'll quickly just kind of talk about that, the odds. Um, not really too surprising. Brian Dable has fallen out a little bit on the, the heels of the Giants having some struggles there in the middle of the season. Nick Sirianni is from Vegas Insider. Uh, as of just about an hour ago, Nick Sirianni, the favorite at plus 125. 
Kyle Shanahan plus 200, Brian Dable, their third at plus 350. And then Doug Peterson, Zach Taylor, and Dan Campbell at plus 1,000, plus 2,000, plus 3,000. I don't Sirianni's the odds on favorite there, but I don't I don't know if um, if that's really if that's like a, a slam dunk that he's going to win it there. I think there's a lot of good options. What do you think between those that are uh, there at the top of the list right now? Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan probably has the momentum right now. As, as you know, it's kind of a dirty word in the analytics world, but yep. he, you know he, his team is winning with a backup quarterback, a third string quarterback, and Nick Sirianni's team is losing with a backup uh, lately. So. Um, that's an argument for, for Kyle Shanahan. But like you say, those odds are uh, not super attractive. I, I, I kind of like the long shots there of uh, Peterson and Campbell. And what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Peterson and Campbell. Between them was Zach Taylor at plus 2,000. I like the long shots. And I think I'll go with Doug Peterson if he gets the Jaguars into the playoffs. Yep, I'll say if they make the playoffs, he, he I imagine, would shoot up there a little bit. Taylor, I think, is tough just because they were so good last year. A lot of times it's those coaches that – uh, you know, exceed expectations. Um, say it with yep. Nick Sirianni up there. The Eagles were good. You got better. A lot of times you see it too. There's the, those talks in college basketball and sports coach of the year. It shouldn't always be the guy who exceeds expectations the most, but uh, we see a lot of times teams that have expectations, Denver, Nathaniel Hackett, and they fall short, yep. well short of that. But those teams that uh, especially have the high expectations and are able to sustain them, that with Sirianni, Shanahan, um, Dayball, the one obviously exceeding expectations there especially uh, from what we thought at the beginning of the year. That was one of the big ones where I uh, did not have them uh, very good and now in the playoffs there. But I agree with you. I think Peterson will probably be my pick right now. Maybe Dan Campbell uh, if the Lions are able to beat the Packers. I hope not uh, <laughs> for my fandom, but uh, he's got a good shot there as well, I think, if they do that and, and have a good run. But that takes us into our best matchups for Week 18. Before we do – with Week 18, very few season-long fantasy leagues are still going on. Some of them go into Week 18. Most have come to an end, though. So if you're already looking to fill the fantasy void, come play on Underdog Fantasy with us. They will double your first deposit up to $100 using promo code OUTSIDERS. Play Underdog's Battle Royale, which is a fast six-round weekly fantasy football draft with easier chances to win than those traditional daily fantasy sports sites. You can even win $50,000 if you grab first place. Or you can try their pick'em games where you can easily pick players' chances to go higher or lower than their projected stat lines. Essentially, you're parlaying prop bets for players, and that's available even in states where traditional prop betting currently is not available. Underdog is the fastest-growing fantasy site around, so join the fun over at underdogfantasy.com or download Underdog in the App Store and use promo code OUTSIDERS now to double your first deposit up to $100. So now we are finally at the part of the show, the very end, where we look forward to the weekend's matchups coming ahead. We got a couple Saturday games and then 14 Sunday games. So, Vince, which matchup are you most looking forward to here in week 18? Well, the options are, are, are kind of limited. There's a short number of meaningful games, but I'm going to go with the Saturday night special of Jacksonville at Tennessee. And uh, we talked about Doug Peterson and how he's taken the uh, Jaguars here from the first overall pick to the brink of the playoffs. But I'm actually more intrigued by the coach on the other sideline because for a year and a half, uh, Mike Vrabel and the Titans were able to win a bunch of games, overachieving, and you know, beat teams with more talent than they had by making the games ugly and watching as the opponents made fewer mistakes, and uh, or excuse me, as the opponents made more mistakes. Um, and then for about a year and a half, that worked, and then for the past six weeks or so, it has not. Um, but if you can make it work one more time with Josh Dobbs, a quarterback, the rocket scientist, uh, if you can do that and get them into the playoffs. Um, 
that would be a major achievement, another feather in his cap for a guy who I think is is a, a tremendous coach, despite what's happened here in December and uh, the last part of November. Yeah, been a little bit of a struggle there. Big game. They, that's a game that you mentioned on Saturday night. It's the AFC uh, AFC South championship game, basically, there, yeah, with the winner getting in. I'm going to go with the other night game, the Sunday night game. Obvious pick for me as a Packers fan, but Green Bay against Detroit. Yeah, I was one of many fans who – Gave up on Green Bay's chances to make the playoffs. Mentioned it on multiple shows we've had here on the recap on Monday with Mike Denier here with you a couple times with Tom Strachan on the fantasy show. About six weeks ago, I said, no, there's no chance. They're done. They can't get it together. But my preseason projection is still alive. And that's why I said Green Bay would win the Super Bowl, thinking yeah. that they would take some time. Uh, they'd get to that by late in the season, get the offense going like Tampa Bay did. So that is still alive. I said they beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. They're in the playoffs now, so that prediction is still alive. I'm hoping for it. But just the way Green Bay was most of the season, um, this is a big one just for them to even be in consideration and have a shot to make the playoffs. And the fact that it's all in their hands, they win and they're in. Detroit needs a little bit of help. Uh, but both teams are going to be playing for a lot. We mentioned Dan Campbell. I expect him to be pretty aggressive. Uh, but I don't think they've really been in a game like this yet. Last year, they they didn't win a ton of games. They weren't really in playoff contention yeah. there at the end of the year. This is going to be the first real big one for him. Playoffs on the line. Is he going to stay aggressive? And we know Matt LaFleur typically is. He's down the list a little bit this year, around the middle of the pack. But really excited to see that and how how Green Bay uh, comes out in that one as well. But it's at Green Bay this time, so home field. We're really excited to see that one and hoping the Packers get in. But should be an exciting game. Yes, yeah, should be a lot of fun and uh, ready for whatever the playoffs hold here in, uh, in the near future. Yep, just a one week, I guess a week and a half away now here as we record this on Wednesday from the wild card round, as long as the schedule doesn't change at all. But that does it for our final coach ranking show of the season. Before we go, don't forget about that free $100 you can get from Underdog Fantasy. I just mentioned a moment ago, that promo code is OUTSIDERS. And that's a free $100 where they'll double your first deposit up to that 100 bucks. Also, don't forget to sign up for FO Plus at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe for NFL betting picks that go through the playoffs as well. Have some daily fantasy advice through the playoffs. You get premium stats and articles, and you get an ad-free experience there as well as access to all of the data on Monday instead of having to wait until Tuesday uh, like everyone else that does not have FO+. And then last but certainly not least, join us on the Football Outsiders Discord for in-game conversation for every game. No Thursday game this weekend, but there'll be a lot of conversation on there throughout the week and then on the weekend for those Saturday games and all day on Sunday. Vince? Thanks for joining me today. It's been a pleasure all season. Everyone out there, thanks for watching all season long and uh, enjoy the playoffs.